Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Scene 2 Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. You bloody crazy Australians. Are we in? Oh my God. Okay, so uh, just in case... You missed it. Tony and I are going to Australia in November. I think it was last week we announced. No, two weeks ago. You'd have to be living under a rock to to miss the announcement. Yes. Yeah, we have made quite a lot of noise about it. Well, it... it Rightly so, because, well, it turns out lots of you want to come and see us. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we have sold out our podcast recording in Sydney. Uh, I think we've sold out our podcast recording in Melbourne. Unbelievable. We are nearly sold out at the Gold Coast. Perth, you need to put some effort in. Yep. <laughs> Please. Perth, everyone is signing up for the free cars and coffee. <laughs> Perth, you're being a little bit... Tight. A little bit tight when it comes to the <laughs> podcast recording. So time to shell out. Yeah. Um, but no, we're super excited. So uh, this is just a very quick shout out at the start of the episode because uh, I'm already getting messages from people in Sydney and Melbourne being like, wow, we missed tickets. What's going on? So uh, yeah, basically, if you're in Australia, you better act quick because we're on our way and uh, and you might not be able to see us if you don't, if you don't act fast. Anyway, mate, what's been going on? We've had a heat wave here in the UK. 34 degrees. That was lovely. Yeah, it's called summer. It, <laughs> summer yeah. in September. Yeah, looks uh, fun. Yeah, no, I, I'm not knocking it. I enjoyed it. Is it autumn now? Technically. Hold on a sec. Because winter is December, January, February. Spring is March, April, May. Summer is June, July, August. Yes, autumn, September, October, November. We're in autumn. Wow. But it's 30 degrees. Yeah, well, it, well, it was. We've Today, the heat wave has broken. Is that it now, then? Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. We what? had five days of it. What, and then... Uh, well, it, I mean, if we get 30 degrees in October, then we really know the world has gone upside down. Then we are in trouble. I think we might get a nice... A nice few sunny days towards the end of September. I always say September is the best month to visit the UK. I love September. <laughs> You're never here. De- 34 degrees was punchy, but I love September. You're never here. In September? I, uh, no, I am here. It's September. I'm off and around. Right. I don't tend to go away. August, I'm never here. I'm never here in August. We're going away. Uh, you and I? Yeah. Yes, we are, mate. Very soon. Uh, in 10 days? Yeah. Or less? Will it be up there? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit nervous. Well, so... I am actually flying to New York tomorrow. Oh, oh. so yeah, I'm I'm out of here <laughs> for how long? Uh, one day. 
I mean, we speak every day, by the way, ladies mm. and gentlemen, and I never, ever know what he's doing or where he's going. Yeah. Ever. He just says, I'm going away tomorrow. Yeah, off to oh. New York. Yeah. Not so that he's got to tell me, but... I fly tomorrow morning. Oh, you right there, mate? There's a fly. It's like a... I mean, it's going to eat me. There are some bugs in this room. I mean, if you think that's going to eat you, wait till we get to Australia. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to really be in trouble. Um, So yeah, off to New York for literally... I I fly Tuesday morning, land Tuesday afternoon, film something very exciting, which we'll talk about in two seconds, on the Wednesday, fly back Thursday morning. Oh, you can talk. It's not... You haven't signed a bit of paper. We can actually We can talk about it. We can absolutely talk about it. That's a change. Yeah. But I... I assumed, I was like, oh, you know, September, lovely, America's been hot, keep seeing all these news articles, heat wave in Phoenix, Arizona. So I was like, this is going to be great. Looked at the weather report. <laughs> Wednesday, the one day that I'm there, the heat wave they're experiencing breaks. And I, thunderstorms and scattered showers are predicted. In New York? In New York, or the New York area. which I'm, I'm, I hope to pop into Manhattan because my cousin lives there, but I'm actually not going to be based in New York. I'm going to be just outside because New York would be the worst place to drive the car that I'm going to film. Right. You want to know what it is or do you want to try and guess what it is based on that well, sentence? It, it's obviously something not modern because if it was modern, it would be absolutely fine in the city. So it's obviously a pile of poo, which makes sense because that's most of the time what you drive, apart from your GC3. So take it away, scholar. Well, what do you classify as modern? <laughs> 2023 so i'm gonna go and drive a ferrari 458 speciale converted to a manual oh i've seen this car online it's the world's only manual 458 speciale yeah and i won't go in on the bloke because one because you're going to meet him tomorrow or whenever and secondly i saw some clips online and he seems like a very nice chap he seems like the nicest chap in the world, i got to be honest. And also, you'll like him because the guy's a proper driver. Is he? Oh, my God. Like, full-on race car driver. Oh, yeah. Like, I legitimate love, race car I love driver. Him. Yeah, yeah. And he... Well, look, we're going to... I'm going to explain a lot more. I think... I'm hoping the video will come out this Sunday. It's going to be a real fly-in. In achieve leave is the saying I like to do. Um, get there, film the video, and publish it a few days later. So, you'll learn a lot more. I will learn a lot more because I'm, I'm a bit like watch it. I'm, I'm a bit like it. how and why. I mean, I do know some of the answers to that, <laughs> but I'm a bit like the why element. Even though it's kind of been explained to me, I'm still like, but why? Because <laughs> hey, I'm a manual gearbox fan. I love a manual. Mm. Most cars that give you the option, I would choose the manual. Most cars. There wasn't the option with the 450 Speciale from <laughs> for factory. For a reason. And maybe, maybe for a reason. I mean, uh, let's wait and see. You know, it's very cliche to me to sit here on the podcast, slate a car, then go and drive it and go, oh my God, it's actually amazing. But I just, there's a part of me that thinks, is it going to be too much? Is it possible for a car to be too much? Because it's not the most powerful, crazy manual gearbox car ever. Mm-hmm but I would just assume that the Speciale would suit that automatic flappy paddle gearbox. Yeah. I mean, the why bit may get answered when you drive it, mm-hmm. firstly, because you've probably never, ever driven anything like it in your life, I would imagine, in terms of... No, you, uh, well, I, I was well, racking uh, my brains. I'm trying to think of what is a lightweight, track-focused, 
mid-engined supercar with a manual gearbox that I've driven. And 600 horsepower? Yeah. No. Someone will tell me, but anyway, continue your point. You, your, your GT3 would be half a comparison, but 100 horsepower less and not mid-engined. It's rear-engined. Um, what else would there be? That, that Torque curve's different as well, isn't it? Yes. I would say in a speciality to a GT3. Not hugely different because the, the powers because they're both NA cars the power yeah. is higher up in the in the revs for sure I just think of a Speciale being more urgent but maybe that's because of the automatic gearbox yeah it's not yes yeah, it's, it, it's just a different power delivery mm. I I always well you know what my thoughts on the Speciale I, I I had one for two years as most of you know and I've done a lot of miles in it and I often say that I think they're a bit overrated, the Speciali, for what, what they are. I mean, they are a great car, obviously, but there's plenty of other cars now that are much better than them, but people always say that the Speciali is one of the greatest Ferraris ever. I don't necessarily agree with that. But, I mean, putting a manual gearbox, as you know, as I've just learned, the blokes are proper racing driver so I'm not going to go in on him anyway because he finished me off and and I saw the clip and he seems like a nice chap so I'm I'm going to keep my opinions reserved until you do a good job and uh, go and film it and um, I'll comment then oh well I'll send you some voice notes before the video goes live don't worry you'll probably be the first person I send voice notes to but no I'm super intrigued and excited I want to love it and I think I probably will but it, it will, yeah, at this point, I'm sort of looking at it going, I, it's not a car that I look at and think, you know, that would be better if it had a manual gearbox. There are lots of cars that I think that. There are a lot of cars that I go, mm. how can I improve this? You know what, just, just manual convert it, then that's going to be perfect. But the Speciale, I just think ultimate track performance, the era that it was in, the feeling and the style of changing gears with those carbon paddles, just everything about it, it, I think it suits that gearbox that it came with from factory. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I can't imagine what it feels like to try. I mean, I'd hate it. I drove a manual LP640. So that's not a million miles away. It's obviously huge <laughs> um, size-wise. But in terms of power, layout, everything, that's kind of a little bit closer, I, I guess. I've Go got on. one. What, what about did I drive? The I don't know whether you drove it. What about the last of the manual Gallardos with the big V10s in them at 550 horsepower, whatever they were? I drove a manual Mark I Superleggera, but I don't think I drove a, a later one because I drove that crazy twin or was it supercharged or twin turbo the dde super traffic that was auto box yeah i mean obviously then you've got like f40s and things like anyway let's wait and see it's it's not it's not going to be bad like there's, there's going to be nothing bad about it but i just i just wonder whether there it is, will be there better. is so much going on in a <laughs> to be putting your foot on the clutch and changing gear. Honestly, I, that's what I mean. Like it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in that car. In a great way. Like that's why we. Well, that's why a lot of people love it. But yeah. Not for me. If you took that concept though, or that premise of, because clearly they. Well, actually, no. I was going to say clearly they've done it. No, no. I say clearly they've done it because they want that engagement of a manual gearbox in that car. It's not the only reason they've done it. I so say I don't want to say too much until I had a chat with them and mm -hmm. made the video. But are there cars that you could think of if you went, 
if it just had that, it would be perfect. I, an Enzo. I doubt you want to put a manual gearbox in an Enzo, but what if I told you we could put a 458 gearbox in an Enzo? No, I'd, an Enzo is a bad example for me because I uh, an Enzo is one of my dream cars because it is terrible. Because it's so crap. Because it's so bad. <laughs> if you put a proper gearbox... Relatively bad, by the way. Yeah, Relatively. Yeah, we should clarify. Compared to modern cars, it's so bad. <laughs> no, but compared to Fiesta... Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So relatively. Modern hypercars then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Modern three million dollar <laughs> cars. <laughs> yeah. So I think that would be a bad move, but put a, put a proper gearbox in the Gordon Murray car. There you go. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That has riled me right up. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, you mean a proper gearbox by an automatic? Yeah, put a proper... I think that car is then pointless and I... Look. Oh, it's pointless now. <laughs> no, no. You know, I've been the first to bash that car and we have bashed that car and I'm not really going to budge on that point, but... Okay. I think it's only selling point is that... No, only selling point. God, that's aggressive. <laughs> for me, for me, the most, the most attractive thing about the car is the gearbox and the engine. For right. me, for me, the most attractive part of it for me is that it's a few million quid and I can't afford it. So that's good enough. For that's me. the most unattractive part. Um, <laughs> no, so okay. So well, then you're just taking the piss. Think, no, think I'm not. seriously for a second. Think of a car that you I've love. Go on, a Ventador. Okay, with a double clutch gearbox. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's the Rivervuelto for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, you know, that's a really interesting one because Eventor will not change that much in its character, but it just will improve its fast driving yeah. abilities. Uh, or, yeah. Or, you still want a bit of that kick, though, because it's kind of the theatre of an Eventor. Sure, it has. But sure, it's got that. It, it, it's just that it holds it back, doesn't it? Because yeah. there's plenty of cars that you would do manual conversions in. It's Alfa Romeo 8C. Uh, people do them with the M3 CSL all the time. CLK Black Series. You know, there's lots of cars that go, manual conversion is easy. But I think the opposite is more interesting. Now, I'll be, an, I'll be the idiot here. <laughs> why don't we see, or why can't you, bring a moderner gearbox into an older car? Do you see what I mean? So why couldn't you put a dual clutch in an Aventador? I know the answer to that one. But do you know what I mean? Like, why couldn't you put a Ferrari 458 gearbox... <laughs> 360 challenge for Dali. Well, well, ask your mate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's the one to do it, clearly. But I'm Could guessing... it be done? I, this is what I'm asking. You, it, so you don't know the answer either, really? No, no, no. no, no, no. no but there must the be a reason. Obviously, size-wise, packaging, technology. But if you can do it the other way around, I guess manual converting is easier? I don't know, because we don't see it happen, so it must be very difficult and very expensive. I think it's safer in a manual gearbox. As so in, to do a manual conversion is safer than trying to do a... Uh, yeah, because of all the torque and stuff that goes But dual clutches are lighter, they're smaller. So they're heavier, though. Dual clutch. A, a dual clutch gearbox is heavier. Oh, than sorry, you're right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're lighter. There's two of them. <laughs> How does that make sense? Another classic Sam comment on behind the glass. <laughs> that four-wheel drive 2RS, eh? So, <laughs> yeah, do you remember that yeah, one? That really, That's yeah. the funniest thing yeah, I've ever heard. I've stepped in a few <laughs> graves on this channel before. Some grenades. Just done another one there. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, so apart from the packaging, mm. it must be a technology thing. It must be hard to recalibrate an Enzo 
to have a dual clutch gearbox. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, want to see it though. Tavarish, what are you doing, mate? Crack on. Yeah. Let's put some new gearboxes in some old cars rather than some old gearboxes in some new cars. Hey, why don't he put a manual gearbox in his P1? See, that's another car that I'm like, I'm not looking for a manual P1. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not. It wasn't looking for a manual 458, but here one is. Yeah. Speciali, <laughs> don't Speciali, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, just on Ferraris real quick, my 360 conundrum continues. And to update you this week, I stumbled across the fact that Romas mm-hmm. have fallen to 150 grand advertised here in the UK. Two cars listed in the UK at 149995. So God knows what the real values are. But when did that happen? Because what? I feel like I just test drove that car for the first time a, a week ago. Well, you didn't. No, no. It's no. good three years ago. But I mean, uh, they have had a poo then, cars. They've had a real poo. Yeah. Because list they're what, 210, 220 Spectre? Oh, it depends. I think it really depends. My one was 250, my black 250. car. 250? Yeah. And what would that be now? 202? Two? Under two? Be, un- be under two, yeah. <gasps> I, I sold it for 200 in January. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be 100. It'd be more than that now. It'd be less than that, sorry. Yeah, so why... So is that because people have realised, oh, wait, this is the new California? Or they were overpriced to begin with? Like, why are they taking a... It's not overpriced, mate. I mean, they're cheaper. I mean, a Ferrari cheaper than the Porsche competitor. It's a Turbo S rival. Mm. It's cheaper. On the used market. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You can't get a Turbo S for 150 No. So why have Roman? Like, mm, you might be able car. to, actually. You, you might be able to, but it'd be an older car. I was sitting at home in my... Pants? <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> doing my repetitive evening activity once the baby's asleep. And auto trader. Vicky's cooking the food. Yeah, auto trader. Don't you for- cook the food? I actually, we take it in turns because we're, people always think it's like, oh, it's just an ad. HelloFresh. We're obsessed with HelloFresh. And they're super easy to cook. So we take it in turns. I, I cook one, actually, cooks the other night. Because right. that time when the baby goes to sleep, <laughs> circa 7 p.m., you're like, <gasps> life. Quick. <laughs> oh, my God. To the bedroom, darling. Uh, we're going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Oh, but, but obviously, it's the first time in the day that you really get to kind of just have five minutes to yourself so that's yeah. why we take it in turn so that someone can basically be on their phone or watch a show they want to watch or just do whatever so that's we take it but if it's not my turn to cook i'll jump on auto trader yeah four seats sub five second naught to 60 blah 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 blah. do you really fill in all them box yeah I mean, yeah 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 because i know you? what's there but then but then look at this example the roma surprised me i know i know the cars that i want but i was just like i'm bored let's have a quick look expecting to see loads of lusos that i couldn't afford firstly i'd forgotten about the luso t then I reminded myself, no one really wants a Luso tea. No. But secondly, then Aroma popped up and I was like, what are you on about? Aroma at one four. I literally, I need to email Magnitude this week actually being like, how does this work out on finance? Because yeah, that Luso that I looked at, which was a one, 180 grand car was 40 grand in, two grand a month. A 150 grand Roma, I think, I mean, that's got to be closer to 15 grand in, 1500 quid a month, something like that, mm. I'm guessing. Well, you'll be surprised. I bet it'll still be two grand a month. Do you think? Car. Yeah, because the, the balloon is the residual is going to be awful. Correct. <sighs> Wicked car, one hundred and fifty grand though. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at all its competitors. It it's a Ferrari, the flagship brand, mm-hmm. and it's arguably apart from probably the DB11. No, but it's a DBS rival. DBS. I did that. 
video Alexander's DBS, Roma, Continental GT, and Turbo S. But DBS is probably 150 grand as well. But the but the Bentley and the yeah, Turbo you're right, S. You're right. For an early DBS, yeah. you're right. Yeah. The Bent the Bentley and the Turbo S more. are stronger. Yeah. That's insane, isn't and it? And arguably more of them. Bloody hell. Because it shows the power of the brands. What's happened to Ferrari and the Roma? No, nothing's happened, but but Ferrari customers don't want a Roma, obviously. And you made a good point, actually. And next week, obviously, is the live event at Alexander's. And we're going to get Andrew on. We're going to do a bit of a head-to-head Porsche Lambo Ferrari head-to-head. Oh, this is going to be an argument. A huge argument. We yeah, probably yeah. won't get invited back for the December event. But anyway, um, he made the good point that he thinks a lot of people ended up with Roma's because they wanted a Pura Sangway allocation or they wanted an SF90 Stradar, um, XX allocation or a 296 Speciale variant. So people just bought Romas and they're just now flog- flogging them. That's why yeah, the market's yeah. been flooded and that's yeah. why they're... Which might be a good point. And you've got the, got the convertible one now that all the Ferrari dealers are probably leaning on the customers so they get a different car as well. be interesting to see what that convertible version's like. I, I hope a video <laughs> will come soon on that. Okay. Good. Hint, hint. <laughs> I think legally I'm not allowed to say more. Not allowed to say anything. No, but I've seen that. Actually, I can say that I have seen that Roma's spiders are being driven somewhere in Italy by media. So, oh, how exciting. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Ferrari lawyers. Uh, anyway, mate, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, not a great deal. Same old for me. Yeah. Keep going. Shopping. Bashing around at work, shopping, eating. Life is life. Life is life. Cars coming and going. You had some nice cars coming and going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just been okay. Um, No juicy bits in stock. Not really. No, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to follow the market. So I'm not buying big Larry stuff. Mm. Keeping the stock under a hundred grand. So, um, what's what's the steal in stock right now? What's the what's the one that everyone should go and run and buy from you immediately? Oh, all of them. Yeah. There's no, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> There's a few cars definitely overpriced. <laughs> that's actually not true. Yeah. Because Don't I'm get in it, but I was just joking. <laughs> because that's, I'm an internet business, mate. Yeah. I can't, but I'll tell you, I can tell you a bit of a tip at the moment, by Go the on. way, tip for, me off. for consumers. I've noticed over the last few months a lot more people paying cash for cars than they are financing them. Really? Yeah. Because of interest rates? Got to be. Mm. They've got money elsewhere and they're moving it around and. Obviously, as a dealer, we do try people try to get people to finance cars. Obviously, benefits you, of course, benefits yeah. us as a dealer. Obviously, um, but they're, they're just saying no. So interest rates too high, or no, I've got the money, thanks, I'm all right. And and I'm not talking about fifteen and twenty grand cars. I'm talking about sixty, seventy grand stuff. Oh, fair enough. Bloody so hell. yeah, I'm I'm really am seeing that a lot. Has it been a while since you've had so many cash buyers? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a, a, you know, I have constant conversations with our finance company and our penetrations really dropped off. Yeah. We're not selling any less cars, but the finance penetration has really, really dropped off. So that's an interesting one because, you know, cash is king is a famous saying, isn't it? But actually, it in your world, in your world, though, if someone's turning up so I can buy the car right now with cash, do you not actually want to go, well, hold on a sec, you sure you don't want finance? Well historically yeah but no you're chopping the hand off (laughs) for the couch no not just that like i don't like um ill advising someone Mm. like if if i think at the moment cash is the best way to buy cars because interest rates are too high 
then I'd advise someone that. I, I wouldn't tell a lie, do you know what I mean, just to benefit, just to earn a few hundred quid on finance commission. Like, you know what I mean? I'd rather tell the truth and then come back to me and be happy. Sure. So, um, no, I tend to I tend to advise people correctly. Fair enough. Good on you. Why not, yeah, sir? it's the right thing to do. No? Yeah, no, no, it is the right thing yeah. to do. You just shocked, you shocked no. that a dealer's ever said that. <laughs> shocked that you said it. Yeah, yeah. That's why dealers don't like me on here, mate, to tell the truth. Oh, no, those death threats keep coming in. <laughs> um, oh, well, I I went up to Caffeine and Machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, took part in one of their I Love You Man events. Oh. Which was actually super nice. Uh, what is it? So... It's not too dissimilar to a live podcast event that we do. So nice seated audience, sit down, have a chat. Lovely. There's like 45 minutes of, or maybe an hour of just, of just chat. Like for me, it was like my, my origin story, uh, how I started, what I've been up to. And well, not that again. Well, <laughs> how many times you told that? You can write a book. Remember when I was five and I picked up a video <laughs> camera for the first time. Um, but no, yeah, a bit of, I was just, but, but with a, so obviously the, I love you man element is a, is a, is a tip of the hat to mental health. Mm-hmm. So every now and again, you know, moments of like, okay, how did you feel in that moment? How did you deal with it? What was going on? And then we do a big Q&A afterwards. But what was really nice for me, is it's not recorded in any way, like apart from maybe someone being a bit cheeky and holding up a mobile phone, which I asked them all not to, it wasn't recorded because so little of my life as seen through glass is not not recorded. You know, I've spoken about it before on this. Your whole life's recorded. Man. Yeah, well, that, I mean, you know, I've said many times that there are so many driving experiences, which I don't count as driving experiences or moments because I'm filming them or I'm documenting them. Exactly that. Or I am being filmed for something else or being recorded by somebody else. So I have to be on, like, of course, especially here on the podcast, you guys are getting the most authentic version of myself. The main channel is still a very authentic version of myself, but it's turned up to whatever. 11. Yeah, that's such a cliched saying, but... No, it's true. It is. It's because it needs to be entertaining and it needs to have energy and it needs to be... It needs to deliver the points concisely. Here, it's a lot more relaxed so we can just chat amongst ourselves. And as I say, I can make foolish comments like two RSs being four-wheel drive and double-clutch gearboxes being lighter than single-clutch ones. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> to, to, to mention but a few. To mention but a few. But yeah. I'm still, you know, my brain is still thinking where not recorded whether it's a driving experience or a chat like that, it's, it was very refreshing. So I did enjoy that. And I think the Q&A, it got a bit juicy. Because I'm going to honour the not recorded nature of it and not repeat the topics that we discussed. Mm-hmm. But I felt cut free, Tony. Right. I, said, I, was, I was like, come on, guys. Like, just get Larry. Like, Is that why I wasn't invited? 100%. <laughs> a few of them were about you, actually. And I said he doesn't realise he's being replaced imminently by Miss Emma Walsh. <laughs> oh, um, my God. But, but it's, um, yeah, it, it made me think that maybe each year some of our live shows shouldn't be recorded so that they can be in the moment. Yeah. I think it would be nice. I think it was nice for the audience. They felt like they got something really exclusive. I'd say it was relaxing for me. So I think watch this space. Um, after Australia, we'll have a big announcement about our plans for next year and the various things that are changing and evolving. But I think one of them will be yeah, a non-recorded show. So thank you so much to all of you that, that came. Thank you to Caffeine and Machine for inviting me. Supported a charity that uh, I'm a big fan of called Better, which is a mental health charity. And uh, it was a good event. And we met a kind of different group of people and some, some nice good. cars. And yeah, yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It is good up there. Catherine, it is, yeah. I've been a few times. I yeah. don't go enough. They're about to launch their second site any second now, but... Where? We let's know. Uh, Neil Milton Keynes. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it, it is really, really good. And I think we need more of that, more mm. destinations, mm. more places to go to. But I think maybe one day we'll do a live event there yeah. ourselves. It'd be real nice. Yeah, it'd be good, yeah. Now, a few new cars launched, but new cars that you're going to have absolutely zero interest in, but I kind of want to try and discuss. So just give me the benefit of the doubt here. All right. Firstly, the electric GTI. Did you see yeah, this? Yeah, I saw it. So yeah. we had the, the IAA, the German Auto Show. I don't know where that accent came from, and I'm probably going to get cancelled for on, it. Based on an ID4, was it? ID2. Oh, okay. So this is the encouraging part, right? Because a bit like with the Hyundai Ionic, the question always is, how? what's the size of the vehicle? It's too big, yeah. That's, all, that's always the, the thing. Um, uh, one moment, sorry. Vicky, my wife, is asking if I have the pram. No, oh, no. I think... You have the pram. You've got the car. Just recording the podcast. Sorry, everyone, but you know, when, the, when the missus calls, um, <laughs> you yeah, tell I've, her I've, I've, I've got the car. House. Hey, hey, that's an interesting segue. We'll come back to the ID GTI in two seconds. Huh? Point just proven. My garage dilemma, which I keep boring everyone with, has just been proven right there. Vicky at home needs to go and do a mission. I've got the car. Sometimes, regularly, I drive off with the pram in the car by mistake. Oh, do I have the pram? Oh, God. You've got it in the car, haven't you? I think I do. Yeah, you've got the car. That's what I just said to you. You've got the car. I've got the car, but is the pram in the car? I'm panicking now. It must be. She's going to kick off if I've got the pram. Especially when you just told her you haven't. (laughs) Don't worry, head downstairs, carry the baby all the way downstairs. You'll find the pram, don't worry. Oh, wait, it's not there. But this is the conundrum. So I took the car this morning because I had to drop the dog back at my parents. Oh, such a boring story. Wait a minute. Can I ask you something? Yeah. So you've left your wife. Yep. And baby. And baby. Without a car. Potentially without a pram. Without a car full And with stop. the car seat. No car. No car seat. And potentially no pram. Oh, no. You can't do that. I can't. That's why, that's why we've got to sort out this. That's why. Unfortunately, I'm enough of a... First world problemed douchebag and out of touch enough to not be able to survive with just the one vehicle. But no, no, that's that's wrong, mate. Most people have got. To, most people with families have got two cars now. I have three. But, <laughs> you're lucky, then you've got three. But most, even most normal families have got two cars now. Okay, fine. Well, thank you for 
talk, talking me back off the edge. But the point being, truth be told, the 360 had a little tiny issue. <laughs> Again. A little, just a small... Well, basically, the... <laughs> the What would you call it? Broken. The hood. No, like a cover. A cover... Drive shafts, hey? The cover of the drive shaft popped off. Like a little, it has a little ring that holds it in place and it just slipped off. Just like, let a load of grease like, out. Like the sleeve. Like sleeve, the, there yeah. you go. That's it, the sleeve. There's a little metal ring that holds it in place. For some reason, I hadn't driven the car in four months. Drove it, gave a big puff of acceleration. Obviously, just put too much, I guess, movement through the drive shaft. Pumped it off. Pumped it off. And the some gr- grease, grease fell out. Went on the exhaust. I was smoking my engine bell. I was like, ah! Again. <laughs> 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 um, pulled over. We worked out what that was pretty quickly. So I popped the car down to AV. Just socked it back on but it's still there i haven't picked it up yet and the gt3 is at windrush because i had to anyways so basically that's why i took the effort. so you got one car you had one I got car, one right? car. Right. so i jumped in it but now just left my baby and my wife stranded so you hence literally. why i need the roma <laughs> <laughs> you don't okay. need a roma let's get back to cars that maybe are a bit more appropriate <laughs> um so yeah id gti so yeah id2 because yeah get I, one of them well this is the, so here we go so ionic Five huh? looks tiny, looks great, massive. Huge. It's an SUV, classified an SUV, classified an SUV. It's, a, it's an Evoque rival, is it? Yeah, if you search on thingy, it comes up an SUV. Right. Maybe that's just depending on your search engine. But anyway, yeah, yeah, huge. So I'm not saying that because it's based on an ID two, it's going to be small. I think it will still be big. This vehicle, smaller, but hopefully smaller than an ID three, which mm. is again not tiny. Mm-hmm. I love the design. I think they've nailed the design of this. It looks aggressive. It looks cool. As I say, it looks small enough. 2027. We've got a while to wait for this bad boy. Yeah. But this is what these companies have got to do. They've got to do they've got to think outside the box now because everything's going to be electric. You know, characteristically, they're all going to drive very similar. So they've got to make them look really wacky or do something inside. It doesn't or... look wacky. It just looks like a few. It looks like a concept GTI. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. Uh, well, then it's wacky then. I don't know if that's wacky. I think it's futuristic. Yeah. I think because, you know, there's things that look wacky. Um, what looks wacky? I don't know. There are yeah. some wacky looking cars. What was that other BMW Vision concept that they did at the IAA? There are some wacky looking things. Yeah, the yeah. Tesla Cybertruck is wacky. Looking. Yeah, yeah. This is, looks like a futuristic GTI. But my issue with the whole 2027 thing is mm-hmm. I feel like with electric cars, and because I that's part of my auto trader search these days, the best electric cars are the ones coming soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's like saying, yeah, I completely know what you're saying because in general, the best new cars are coming soon in it as well. Yes and no. So we know that there's a new M5 on the way, right? Mm. The current M5, or the one you could go and buy an auto trader, mm. and the generation before, mm. and the generation before that, okay, mm. maybe not the V10, because you keep telling me it's really expensive to run. But long story short, there are a million great M5s out there. Okay, the latest one might be better, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I cannot buy another electric GTI product. It doesn't exist. My no. options for a small Volkswagen electric is an ID3, because I, I don't think ID two have hit the road. Yet. No, I've not seen one. No. So ID three, which has been out for a while, and it doesn't that doesn't excite me in the same way. So it's a really tricky one because nowadays there are some amazing used EV bargains in inverted commas. 
e-tron gts at 70 grand we've talked about taycans uh i-paces pole stars tesla model 3 performances really now kind of affordable used evs but i look at I'm like, what ev do i actually want forget like okay what's a bargain what represents a bargain what ev do i actually want to buy well, it's the new Mini, not out yet. It's the ID GTI, not out yet. It's but, the Renault 5 or the Alpine, not out yet. It's the new BMW i5, not out yet. You know, like all the ones. And even if you were to wait, oh, that new Volvo, the EX30, mm. not out yet. Then you wait however long it is, a year. People are still waiting for their Electras, by the way, I think. And then something else gets a launch and you go, oh, I want that. that one's better. That one's got but, newer tech. That's more exciting. But until they fully catch up, that is going to be the electric market, mate. It's going to improve so rapidly, whether it improves rapidly enough. But this is this is going to be another problem with the electric market. But that, it's, That's it, what's going to happen. It's a headache as a potential buyer because I, I realise that they are, the um, depreciation is massive, especially mm. the more expensive the EV, the quicker or the more aggressive the depreciation. Yeah. So that's what I mean by you can pick up some great used EVs. But I, I actually look at it and go, right, I could have a three-year-old Taycan at 80 grand that does realistically 200-mile range and is older tech and apparently has a few issues and whatever. Or I could hold on a year and get a 40 grand EX30 Volvo with newer tech. Okay, find similar mileage. That's a bad example. But do you know what I'm, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know at what point to dive in. Because that Abarth that I keep banging on about, I saw a couple of them in London it's too yesterday. Too much money. Too much money. Yeah, but yeah. I know in a year or so, there'll be less money. Yeah. But then, then the, will there be a cooler new product that there I want yeah. over that Abarth? So when do you bite the bullet and jump in? But you can say that about combustion cars. No, you can't. I think you can. Because you like newer stuff. But okay, yeah. here's an example. You can't keep up. Well, but you can get... The problem is there's so much newness in the world of EV. You don't have the options. If you want a new RS3, right? You're looking at a new RS3. Yeah. It's not like you can say, well, look, it's not It's not around for a year. Sit, 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 sit tight. You could go and buy an RS3 now. You can still go and buy an RS3. You buy a used one, yeah. But but there was that point where you, what you're talking about now, where people were in, say, A45Ss, yeah. and they're waiting for the new RS3, which which was another year away. But there was an A45S. My point being, in the electric world... Because too new. There's, there's no hot hatches, really, apart from the Abarth is kind of the first. Um, there's no... Hi, on, I do one. There's no... Uh, but what, the Ionic 5N? Yeah. It's not out yet. Right. Got launched at Goodwood, so yeah. soon to come. And as we just discussed, it's an SUV. It's another one. It's an SUV. Yeah, so coming yeah, soon. Yeah. Um, there's there's no real plus 350 mile range cars yet, but we know that they're basically coming. Uh, Tesla Model Three just unveiled their thing, with that's coming soon. Like, so everything's coming. So depending on what segment, <laughs> it's just really hard to know. Like when do I go? That's the move. Do I get a half price Audi e-tron GT and think, well, wow, that's wicked. I've just got a car that was 120 grand and I've just picked it up for 65 mm -hmm. winning yeah Which and suck will. it up or do I go or do I wait a year for an EX30 or a mini country it's so overwhelming but buy, buy, just buy a combustion car as a stopgap for now so you won't lose your conkers why do you have to go and buy an EV you've got so much choice out there because I want to experience the EV well world. you've got plenty of time to do that maybe yeah okay well interesting point actually yeah why do you have to experience it right now when the product's not there that you want? Just go and buy the product you want. They do that in a combustion. And wait for the product I want to turn yes. up. Yes. 
which could be that new other lotus. Hello. Oh, no, no. Oh, so here we go. Everyone knows How I love... How much is that? Everyone knows I love the Electra. This is the Emia? 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 Ooh, and what is that? Is that a work. sports car? It's a Taycan rival. It's a saloon. Oh. Sports saloon. Right. 100 grand. So oh, good. That'll be worth 50 at some point. Yes. That's the other scary thing. All the good new ones are really expensive and you know they're going to poo themselves. Of course. It's really, it's like, it's, what gonna, do I do? That, that will not change anytime soon, no. by the way. So really, the big expensive EVs are just bad news, unless you're a business owner. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, most EVs are bad news, full stop. No, no, disagree. Well, that, no, 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 hold on a minute. Even if you buy, <laughs> even if you bought a 40 grand EV, the, the, Bottom end has fallen out of that. I was going to swear then, but that's fallen out of it as well. It's the no, same thing. But I think there's, there's, yeah, actually, because Mel from Podium had that Honda E and she was in negative equity from like day one. Of course. I? Sorry, Mel. <laughs> I, I can, I can, t- you know, like a, a, a Tesla Model 3 that were 50 yeah, or yeah. 60 grand. Yeah, they're 30. <laughs> that's what you see them at. I, I can't <laughs> tell you the prices that I see them at sometimes. Mm. It's like, like, it might be 20 grand, some of them. Yeah, it's actually a really good point that you just said. If the EVs that I actually want are a year away, then I should just wait for the EVs that I want. Just I? buy the combustion car and you can have you can have the car you want in the combustion car. What, who cares? What do you want an EV for now anyway? Because I want an EV. I want, you All know, right, well, I'm bump, I'm a man of the future, Tony. I'm a different one. generation to you. <laughs> different generation. That is a problem as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you just don't get it, man. You're, you're, you you're, don't know how to turn your phone on. You're bit- <laughs> <laughs> You're a computer generation. Yeah, 100%. It's quite terrifying. I missed it. To see my daughter, like, she already basically knows how to turn the phone on. She She's will. eight months old. Uh, you wait. And honestly, mate, you're f- four, five months away from us starting to really start working on iPad. It is frightening yeah. that they yeah. pick it up and they just know how to use it. Yeah. And do you know why that is? Because they're watching you oh. all the while. Fair, they're watching me do it. They're watching you do it. All all we do now, we sit in... You just sat 10 minutes ago, just said to me, when you get five minutes, you sit on your phone and go on auto truck. She's watching you. Yeah, that's why she picks her nose as well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure she does some other things that she shouldn't be doing either. Uh, Anyway, Lotus Emea. Yeah? Emea. Yeah, so it's basically the Saloon Electra, which I loved and I adored. Mm. It does worry me that I think customer electors haven't quite turned up yet um but this thing looks double it's got all the right numbers all the right stats can't wait to have a go in it How that's many a car miles? what's the range the same as um same as the electro i think so three claimed 350 odd or 330 or but something like that. there'd be a new take on out by then that will do similar so what you're saying you know what's going on with Porsche. Porsche electric stuff because we obviously got the electric mccann coming but it's, that's all a bit quiet isn't it next year it's delayed yeah but we can't get it to work yeah and I'm not hearing big things about work. numbers. I'm not hearing big things about numbers. Can't get take-ins to work. Yeah, take-ins are endlessly having issues. Broken. Well, to go from electric cars that we found out at <coughs> our Podium Live event, none of our audience care about, uh, let's come to some full-blooded, hair-raising, combustion engine vehicles. We both uh, dabbled in a bit of Goodwood Revival coverage this weekend. Oh! So neither of us could make it. No. Couldn't get down there. You've never been before, right? I've never been to Revival, no. But I said to you at the weekend that I'd probably like to go. Yeah, so just to recap, in case you don't know what it is, Revival is a race meeting, but a historic race meeting, where the entire event is themed, I'm going to say 50s and 60s, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's 
40s and 50s. Right. But long story short, Goodwood doing things in the, only the way that Goodwood could. Uh-huh. Um, firstly, uh, make you wear fancy dress. Yeah. So it's a rule of entry that you have an outfit. I think 60s is as late as you can, or maybe 70s. They give you a bit of an overview and you get your ticket of style inspiration and blah, blah, blah. But you're basically not allowed entrance unless you're wearing that kind of outfit. All the stands and retailers and uh, ice cream vendors, and they all have to be themed. So it's like stepping into a time warp. Mm-hmm. And then all the races, I say, it's a historic motor race meeting. So you've got everything from, yeah, of course, most famously, Ferrari 250s and Jaguar E-types and AC Cobras through to... I don't know what, uh, uh, can cars, old, yeah, old Porsche yeah. race cars, old Formula One cars, like, and it, yeah. this is proper racing. Now, there's a little bit of controversy as to whether the cars are full replicas or real or whatever, but long story short, they're supposed to all be real cars. And so you're seeing really a bygone era with proper racing drivers going full speed, flat out, <laughs> absolute insanity. Yeah. Everyone's dressed up. It's an amazing, amazing event. Mm. Very noisy. But it's a chance to see yeah, these cars driven flat out and in a way that you don't usually expect to see cars like that driven, right? Of course. You text me being like, what's going on? What is this? What is happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously I'd seen it before, but as soon as I saw old, I never really paid too much attention. But the problem what happened to me at the weekend was is that um, it's international week or two for football. So there's no... There's no football on. There's no motor racing on. Right. So all I had to watch was um, British GT or Goodwood. That was it. So there was motor racing on. There's no no Formula One. There's no, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. And I watched a bit of IndyCar as well. There was something else going. On. Oh, was it at Laguna Seca this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. What a track? Who won? Don't know. You didn't. I only watched the qualifying. Oh, okay. And then uh, and obviously the the US. Tennis. Yeah. That was on, but I didn't catch that. Didn't catch that. Okay. No. Because you were watching revival footage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what impressed you the most? Like when you flicked onto it thinking, oh, born old cars, what went, oh my God. Oh, they just go flat out. I mean, I mean they're not going that fast, obviously. Did you say this? We worked out that they are, mate. Well, some of them are. Yeah, it depends not, which class. It depends what class. What some race, of them are yeah. going... Again, compared to a modern car with a proper driver in it, they're not going that fast. What impresses me the most is that they literally go round sideways. All of them go round sideways, which because they've got so much roll and silly tyres. and I mean, it's hilarious to watch. That's the bit I like. Well, it's unbelievable car control. It's Correct. Like a different way of driving. You say you're constantly moving, like yeah. never in a straight line. The yeah. steering was never facing forward. Yeah. Always correcting. I mean, the brakes must be non-existent in some of those be cars. Terrible. Obviously, Goodwood Motorcycle, it's a, sort of, well, it's a fast track, isn't it? There's no... Frightening. There's, what, one heavy braking... In, is it St. Mary's? What's the right-hand as you at the back of the truck? Uh, it's probably the only... Or two, two heavy braking. You've got the, you got the chicane as well. Oh, sorry, okay. Three uh, heavy braking after areas. After the 11th straight, yeah. Okay, fine, yeah. yeah three, three heavy yeah. braking areas. But fundamentally, it's a lot of fast corners yeah. and a lot, a lot of straights. So it's a circuit that that works for a classic car. Yeah. But my God, you just I just admire those drivers so much. I'm thinking, you are you are getting every cent that you're being paid or... Or uh, yeah, have earned to own this car. But also as well, like we said briefly on messages yesterday, there are some proper drivers that yeah, do yeah. it, by the way. You know, XF1 drivers, lots of XLM drivers, touring car drivers. We know what nut jobs they are. 
I mean, they've got screw looses, them lads. So it, it does make for, for good racing, you know? So, um, and obviously some huge crashes. That's what I like is it's not, sorry, that sounds like I was going to say the crashes are amazing. <laughs> uh, it's not like enthusiasts out for a pottle in their cars. No. Most owners hire professional drivers. Yeah. To race for them. Yeah, and yeah. Professional racing drivers are mental and they don't care what they're in. No, they're there to win. Yeah. So they go absolutely fine. You're literally these priceless cars and they are literally banging wheels, setting each other off into the grass. Uh -huh. I say there are some big boffs. Like it's kind of shocking. And these are terrifying cars to crash in. Mm. I mean, Karun Shandok had a big fiery moment in a Did 250, you? I think. You know, these are not cars that you want to get into trouble in. No, but they are just visors down. Go, go, go. Flat out. Flat out. Yeah. So it was cool to see. And I think it's one of those events that if you haven't been to, it is a it is a great day out. And I will say it's probably the best event to take your non-petrolhead person in your life to. So whoever is like, oh, I don't want to go to that car event with you. I don't want to go to that car event with you. Take them to Revival because they will always find something to enjoy. It's one of those, apart from the fact it's really loud. <laughs> Because the cars are really loud. Yeah. There's so much going on and so much to do that you could almost forget that it was a car event. Yeah, fair. Here's uh, Vicky. Let me just see if she said, you've got the pram. Oh, no. No, she says, oh, I need the car. She said, I'm really sorry. I need the car. Please let me know when you're on your way back. Ah, oh, there you go. If I had the Luso <laughs> or the Roma or the Project 8. Oh, I've got but, to sort my but life old, have you not? Did you not speak to each other this morning? Yeah, but the difference being, so do you really want to get into the boring nitty gritty of it? Well, I just let's I, do it. No, come on, we're going to explain it all. Yes, uh, Vicky's heading home to see her parents in Bulgaria tomorrow because right. I'm off to New York. Yeah, uh, she's rented a car while she's there, mm -hmm. and she's just checked on the rental website, and they say on the rental website she needs an international driver's license if she has a UK permit. Now I know that's not true because I've rented a car from there before. It's just like they probably just put it there because they have to put it there. Yeah, yeah. You don't need it whatever, but she's nervous and she's also aware that, sorry, Bulgarian listeners, but you know, this is true. Sometimes Bulgarian administrative clerks can be sticklers for detail <laughs> and she could catch the wrong person. who's like, where's your international Fair. So she's panicked and gone, I need to go and get one. So I said, fine, you got to go to the post office. Let's take a part. Like you can go and get it done. So she wants to go and do that, but she needs the car. So that's why, because initially she was like, I don't need to go out. We'll be fine. And if we do, we just go for a walk. But now she needs to go to the post office and quite urgently. Well, she can't go for a walk. You've got the pram as well. I don't think I do have the pram. I was calf-winding her and you <laughs> up. I think I left the pram. God knows. But you don't know Should for we wrap sure. Should things yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get scolded tonight. No, it'll be fine. She's been very polite for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. Well, So yeah, Revival is definitely one of those ones to go and, go and check out. And, and the classics as well. I think that's about it. Anything else that was bubbling up in your mind that you want oh, to discuss I could, this I, could, week? I could give you an update on the Porsche suspension. Oh, please. Yes, do. People were a little bit upset with us for making a big deal about that. They think a bleeding shock's not that big a deal. Well, okay. Fair enough. Where's your duty free with a bleeding shock then? What would you do? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's got to be fixed if it's broken. What's the update? So, so <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe I'm about to say this, by the way, because I never, ever thought that Porsche as a brand, this would be their protocol. They've wiped it clean. Right. And said, there you go. See how you go. Let me know if it comes back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's obviously weeping. Did you explain that you're about to do a two and a half thousand mile road trip yeah, around yeah. Europe? Yeah, they said it, it's fine because if it's... I mean, technically, 
we are making a little bit of a mountain out of a molehill. But when you spend 200 grand on a car, by the way, this ain't a free grand fiesta. You don't expect a weeping shock of any. You don't expect anything. And um, all of my previous Porsches, they've all been as good as gold. Or if they've had a problem, they just replace the part. It's as simple as that. Now it's gone in and they're saying, oh, Porsche, Germany's protocol is to just wipe the shock and see how you go. Well, you know what? Then I'm going to say it's, it's clearly not that bad. It's clearly not that clearly no, not an no, issue. It, it's not, but it is an issue because it's weeping. Yeah, but, but clearly they can weep. Maybe they, those parts or they the, way they're, the way they're engineered... Every now and again, they'll do a bit of weeping. A little, All right. a little bit of a cry because of the way you drive it. Right, so if you're crying, you're all right, are you? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. No. Happy crying? No. <laughs> In general, if you're crying, there's something wrong. No, there you but, go. but, but, if now you take that car, as you're going to, into Europe, down to the Red Bull Ring, huh? go flat out, yeah. and the suspension collapses, and you go straight on into a tie barrier and die. Don't be like that. You, or oh sorry, not you, because you'll be dead, but I, on your behalf, will be suing Porsche for releasing your vehicle with a known fault and advising you continue driving. Yeah. So my guesstimation is they are aware of a leaking shock issue on the 992 GT3. And they're aware, happy for me to go flat out. Yeah. Aware that it's not really a big deal or catastrophic. And if it is weeping, it may continue to weep, but it's never going to lead to significant failure because... Yeah. A, a corporation like Porsche could never take that risk. No, no, no. Of, no. A, it's not like he said, like, yeah, all right, mate, have a look, you'll be fine. And you've gone, what? Because, yeah, you'll be fine. You could check with your manager. No, don't worry, mate. He's gone, <laughs> we've called Germany. And Germany would be like, it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. So that suggests that it's not a problem. Mate. What will happen is, is that the weep will just get worse. And what they do, this this is the problem that I often see this as a as a independent dealer as well. These problems get kicked down the road mm-hmm. until they're out of manufacturer's warranty. Then either a dealer or some unassuming punter buys it as a used car. The car's been carrying the problem for two years, should have been fixed under manufacturer's warranty. And now some poor bugger's got a bill to pay mm-hmm. because Porsche or whoever the brand is didn't fix. And that happens a lot, yeah. by the way, in my industry. So I'm just trying to get the car back right again and i'll be checking it when i get back i'll probably be checking it en route as well well i hope you will i will be yeah i want to do that whole trip together i've got school fees to pay i can't end up in a wall and die no no great for content (laughs) (laughs) um i am looking forward to that trip we've got some cool things lined up so uh, stay tuned as i say next week we'll be live from alexander's prestige we'll be joined part way through that episode by andrew for this big debate Ferrari, Porsche, Lamborghini, uh, but we'll be doing all the usual stuff. And then following that, we'll be coming to you from the road, from that road trip, that GT3 road trip into Europe via Porsche HQ, LOLO, uh, and down to the Red Bull Ring. So lots to share with you over the weeks ahead. So subscribe now if you're watching here on YouTube. If you're listening to us, uh, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a review. We always appreciate it when you leave us a review. If you want to follow Tony in the meantime, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass, and this podcast is at Behind the Glass underscore underscore podcast. We'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.